1: 20 years almost to the day later. You heard great heroes there. During that day, you heard great leaders. And it is my deepest, gravest regret to tell you that the enemy is back. That the enemy is back stronger than ever before. So, we will focus on what took place for a period of time 20 years ago, and then we will focus on what took place in the last few weeks and how leadership matters. I listen to Mayor Giuliani and I see how they've tried to destroy him. I hear those men and women in law enforcement, the fire department, 911. And you think about how they were treated last summer. And it makes me sick to my stomach. But here, in this place, we're going to remember. We're going to remember 20 years ago, we're going to remember last summer, and we're going to remember right now. It's difficult, but it's necessary. Cut 28. Go. We just had a, a plane crash into Alpha Floor of the World
0: Trade Center, transmit a second alarm, and start relocating companies into the area. We have a number of floors on fire. It looked like the plane was aiming towards the building. You have a second plane into the other tower of the, the Trade Center, major fire. Could you guys have jumping, baby? Dumping.
2: This is Uh negative on any okay. right now we're all alone, the second building came down, I can't see, so we have no contact with anybody at this time, okay?
1: Cut 29.
0: Fire department, 408, where's the fire? Yeah, hi, I'm on the 106th floor of the uh, World... Center. We just had an explosion up here. All right, we're, we're there. We're coming up to get you, you. see the smoke coming up from outside the windows down. <clears throat> All right, we're on the way. Huh? We're on the way, sir. Okay. All right, just hurry. just keep the windows open. If you can open up windows and just sit tight, it's going to be a while because there's a, a fire going on please, downstairs. open the windows unless we break. Okay. Just, just sit tight. All right, just sit tight. We're on the way. All right,
2: please hurry. Two World Trade center on the 97th floor. Heavy smoke. Okay, sir.
3: Please try to keep calm. We'll send somebody up there immediately. Everyone's getting there trying to get you all okay, uh y'all have the air, y'all breathing okay? Okay, so you're breathing okay, I say just relax and try to stay calm, try to keep
2: everybody both Try to get back to try to get there to you as soon as you can. what
3: people have a difficult
0: breathing, All all right, we're gonna move this to the fire department, okay?
2: All right, sir. Uh, We're going to relate this to the line. Thank you. Sir, you want to leave the line open? I'll stay on the line with you. You don't have to talk, okay?
1: Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Now, education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, and it continues to provide that education today, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating back to 1844, commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage and liberty that too often today is falsely derided and denied. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it'll continue to fight to live up to that motto come what may. Learn more. Go to LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. This is a short segment. After the bottom, we will continue, but I want to make a statement. I despise this mayor, de Blasio. I despise this man. I despise this President Biden. I despise him. I despise the Secretary of State. I despise the National Security Advisor. I despise the Secretary of Defense. I despise this Pesaki, the spokesperson. They can barely show their faces tomorrow, 20 years later. 20 years later, where the enemy now controls the entirety of a country. They come to our country, unprovoked, slaughter our people, slaughter our people, We have young men and women who see what took place to our people. Red-blooded young Americans, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. They volunteer for the military to take care of business. And they do. And they do. For 20 years, Afghanistan was neutralized. We were not hit. And I'm sick and tired of these clowns on TV and radio who don't know one end of a gun from the other telling us it's time to get out, time to get out. Time to get out of what? They hit us. And now look, $85 billion worth of our equipment. We've got American hostages over there, Afghan patriot allies of ours by the tens of thousands over there. We just created another Iran, backed by China and Russia. It's sickening. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks?
0: Mark Levin, the George S. Patton of Talk Radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811.
1: When the New York Police Department was under attack all last summer, really before that, we, uh, we defended them. And I said many times, it's amazing. we praised them all these years since 9-11, and now they're systemically racist. They violate everybody's civil rights. White supremacy, they are to be condemned. Those were always lies, damnable lies. The FDNY... Lost 343 of their brave souls. So many others died trying to help others, and so many innocent Americans died. You think about the Pentagon. All the heroes there turned into an inferno. Just like the towers, people burning had to make choices, burning to death. And the towers had to make a choice, burn to death or jump. Imagine making that choice. Pentagon. So many heroes there. From the various police forces all around Arlington, Virginia. Including national law enforcement. And those brave souls. Those brave red blooded American Yanks, all backgrounds, all colors, on that flight, Shanksville, wasn't intended to end there, but that's where it ended. And they went down fighting. They went down fighting. I, I just, I have to tell you, I, my contempt for what's taken place the last 30 days is beyond consoling. It's just beyond. It's beyond. I can't, it's really hard to stomach. It just is. And, and those who've lost family members, whether on 9-11 or in that war, I, I my heart goes out to you. My heart goes out to you. And we're going to lose more people. I just know we are. I just know we are.
2: While the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us swear allegiance to a land that's free. So be grateful for for a a land so fair, fair, as we raise our voices, voices in a solemn prairies, to the oceans,
1: You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique. So they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty. And Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to HelixSleep.com Levin. H-E-L-I-X Sleep.com L-E-V-I-N. And use code HelixPartner20. That's HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet. And it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. We are in two Americas today. Most of this hour, you've heard from our America. But there's another America American Marxism. The National Archives flags. America's founding documents for harmful language, a group that Biden put together to review our documents, to review our heritage, to look at the National Archives to see about American racism and to comment on it and so forth and so on. Harmful language, warning the Constitution and the declarations may contain harmful language. These people are our enemies. They're not our opponents, they're not our adversaries. They pull down monuments, They attack free speech, they attack academic freedom, they attack our economic system, they attack law enforcement, they attack our military, they undermine the civil society. And we are confronted with them as I speak. And they have found a political house in which to live. And that's the Democrat Party. They've taken over the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party was bad enough in the past. The Democrat Party has been involved in and promoting some of the most horrific things in this country and takes responsibility for none of it. Burning books effectively, silencing individuals with whom they disagree, the media have been devoured. Meanwhile, the only remnants from the Civil War, the Confederate side that remains, is the Democrat Party. And look at them now open to anti-Semites Marxists, American-hating leftists now they have their president an odd choice but for them, a very successful choice, a stupid old man with an IQ in the negatives and he's hell-bent on turning this country inside out, because he thinks it builds his legacy and I want to talk more about this because this relates to 20 years ago, in the next hour. I'll be right back.
3: Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring.
0: Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello,
1: America. Here I am. Welcome, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I've got a lot to cover. The time has come to reclaim what is ours, as I write in American Marxism. What is ours, the American Republic, from those who seek to destroy it. If we expect others to rescue our nation for us as we go about our daily lives as mere observers to what is transpiring or close our eyes and ears to current events, we will lose this struggle. And yes, it's a struggle. We've allowed the American Marxists to define who we are as a people. They defame us, slander our ancestors in history, and trash our founding documents and principles. They're mostly reprobates who hate the country, and have contributed nothing to its betterment. In fact, they live off the sweat and toil of others, you, while they pursue a destructive and diabolical course for our nation, undermining and sabotaging virtually every institution in our society. Their ideology and worldview are based on the arguments and beliefs of a man, Karl Marx, whose writings are responsible for the enslavement, impoverishment, torture, and death of untold millions. This is a hard fact despite the predictable protestations from some in our society who embrace and advance Marxism's core ideas, but attempt to disassociate themselves from responsibility for its inevitable outcomes. These are the useful idiots who occupy influential or leadership positions in the Democratic Party, media, academia, culture, and so forth. But we must take solace and find strength in the sacrifice and bravery of our early revolutionaries. Joseph Warren, Samuel Adams, John Hancock, Paul Revere, Tom Paine, to name just a few, and become energized and inspired by the wisdom and genius of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, James Madison, Franklin, Benjamin Franklin, and so many others. While they've been smeared and degraded by American Marxists and their ilk, we must continue to celebrate them, be invigorated by them, and remember, that together they defeated the most powerful military force on earth and founded the greatest and most extraordinary nation in the history of mankind. And that is the truth. Future generations of patriots, its tremendous sacrifice, fought the Civil War to end slavery. I've explained this before, read this before. Something no other country had ever done. Costing hundreds of thousands of lives on fields and towns throughout America. At Gettysburg alone, there were 51,000 casualties, but there were other battles with terrible casualties Chickamauga, Spotsylvania, the Wilderness, Chancellorville, Shiloh, Stones River, Antietam, Bull Run, twice, Fort Donelson, Fredericksburg, Port Hudson, Cold Harbor, Petersburg, Gaines Mill. Missionary Ridge, Atlanta, Seven Pines, Nashville, and many others. Last century, millions of Americans fought and hundreds of thousands died in two world wars. In World War I, some four million American soldiers were mobilized to fight Germany, Austria-Hungary, Bulgaria, and the Ottoman Empire. And over 116,000 Americans perished Perished. In World War II, more than 16 million American soldiers fought the German Nazis, Japan, and Italy. Over 400,000 lost their lives. Sicily, Anzio, the Atlantic, Normandy, Operation Dragoon, the Bulge, Iwo Jima, Guadalcanal, Taraway, Saipan, Okinawa, too many to name. During the Cold War with the Soviet Union, American soldiers fought the spread of communism, including in Korea. With the Soviet and Chinese-backed communists in the northern part of Korea Peninsula invaded the South. Over 5,700,000 Americans were engaged in that war. Nearly 34,000 lost their lives. Almost 3 million Americans served in uniform in the Vietnam War, which was intended to prevent again the Soviet and Chinese-backed communists in the northern part of that country from taking over the South. Over 58,000 American soldiers lost their lives. There have been many battles since, including, but not limited to, Iraq and Afghanistan and the war on terrorism. Contrary to the American Marxist slur that America is an imperial and colonizing force, our soldiers are noble warriors who fought and died and still do to protect and liberate the oppressed from one end of the world to the other and regardless of religion, skin color, ethnicity or race of the victimized. And unlike some of our enemies we do not seek to conquer other countries for the purpose of occupation and territorial expansion. In America one generation after another has been willing to sacrifice everything and so many have paid the ultimate price in defense of this magnificent country and its founding principles from foreign enemies. They believe that America, her principles, were worth fighting and dying for, and for many of us, our family members were and are among them. Now we have a grave threat from within. The various American Marxist movements. Makes things more daunting and more complicated. But it's here. And it's now. And I point this out in the first paragraph. I don't need to read anybody else's works, I'll read my own. This counter revolution to the American Revolution is in full force. It can no longer be dismissed or ignored. It is devouring our society and culture, swirling around our everyday lives, ubiquitous in our politics, schools, media, and entertainment once a mostly unrelatable fringe and subterranean movement, it is here, it is everywhere. As I say, you, your children, and your grandchildren are now immersed in it, and it threatens to destroy the greatest nation ever established, along with your freedom, family, and security. And as I say, the primary difference between the counter-revolution and the American Revolution is the former seeks to destroy American society and pose autocratic rule. The latter sought to protect American society and institute representative government. Lest we forget, on December 19, 1776, as the Revolutionary War looked lost, and the morale of George Washington's army had reached bottom, Thomas Paine wrote, The American Crisis, number one, which opened with words that many of you are familiar with. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. It would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom, freedom, should not be highly rated. But there's more that Paine wrote that's too often overlooked. In that same pamphlet, he called for Americans to rally. He said, I call not upon us, but upon all. Not on this state or that state, but on every state. Up and help us. Lay your your shoulders to the wheel. Better have too much force than too little. When so great an object is at stake, let it be told to the future world that in the depths of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. I guess Thomas Paine today will be tracked by federal authorities. So on the night of December 25, 1776, Washington ordered Paine's words read to his exhausted troops before the Battle of Trenton which, of course, they went on to win. Payne's pamphlet not only energized Washington's men, but quickly spread throughout the colonies, rousing and galvanizing the, the people. Our challenge today is just as crucial and urgent, and in many ways more complicated. We did not ask for this confrontation, but it is here. And in truth, like the early days of the Revolutionary War, we are losing. Unfortunately, most of the country has been caught flat-footed and remains unengaged. What must be understood is that the various Marxist associated movements are constantly agitating, pressuring, threatening, overtaking, and even riding to accomplish their ends, for which there is no effective or sustained counter pressure or agitation. That is pushback. And that must change today. American Marxism. The media in this country (coughs) are celebrating the dictatorial and tyrannical actions of a president out of control. The site media matters that is set up for the sole purpose of advancing the cause of tyranny and totalitarianism in the American Marxist movement, funded, if not initially, by George Soros and others. Basically says, how dare Mark Levin call Joe Biden evil? These are the forces arrayed against us. Just look at this vaccine. Why did Joe Biden go to the podium yesterday and give about a 30-minute speech, scaring the hell out of people? turning American against American, praising himself like a two-bit dictator for things he never achieved? Why did he celebrate the near defeat of the virus on July 4th? This narcissist, this egomaniac, this low IQ buffoon weasels his way into the Oval Office with the support of corporations, public sector unions, never Trumpers, with the support of the corrupt American media and all the rest of it. The support of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and ultimately the US Supreme Court. And there he is. In eight months this man has done more damage to this country More damage to this country than any president I can think of. It's only been eight months. And rather than his party rise up and demand his resignation, his party rises up and defends him, circles the wagons. So do all the surrogates in the media and academia and Hollywood and all the rest. A feeble, befuddled, yet ideologically driven old man. America will wonder one day how this generation could let down future generations. And so we have this virus. Thanks to the prior administration that was under unrelenting assault, we have three vaccines, multiple therapeutics. And it is well under control. But it's never going to be under complete control. There are going to be variants, and there are variants today. What is the instinct of the Democrat Party? What's the instinct of their mayors and their school boards? What's the instinct of their governors and their president? The police state is their instinct. The iron fist is their instinct. The CDC says about 120 million, they estimate, people have gotten this virus. 120 million? I've read 40 million. They don't even know. But whether it's 40 million or 120 million, a significant percentage of that number, obviously, has natural immunity. What percentage of the unvaccinated have natural immunity? And I speak, again, for the thousandth time as somebody who... Supports vaccinations and has been vaccinated. But I also oppose tyranny. And there's a difference, you know. Biden leaves the border wide open. So foreigners can come into this country illegally. Who have not been vaccinated, let alone tested. And we know from border towns that a significant percentage of them have this virus. But he refuses to close the border. Instead, he attacks the governor of that state, who's trying to close the border. He attacks the governor of Florida because Biden's always thinking about himself. He's a selfish bastard, and he's always been. His next election, you know, he wants to run for a re-election when he's 82, 83 years old. Who knows? He doesn't follow the science, Biden. He follows the polls. The people around him know damn well that he shouldn't be president of the United States. But they prop him up. The New York Times and the Washington Post, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, all the other reprobates, they know this man should not be in the Oval Office. But they protect him, as he hurts America. I watch these slip-and-fall lawyers on TV like they know something going on about, it's a slam dunk for Biden mandating virus uh, vaccines. No, it's not. He has to work through OSHA and try and use a regulation that's going to put a, be put up by the Labor Department to, ro- to manage small, medium-sized, and large businesses all over the country to control their HR departments. To control everybody's medical decisions. Is that what OSHA is there for? Ladies and gentlemen. I'm not done. I'll be right back. Much in. Those of you in and around New York listening to WABC, you're going to have a fine program for the next hour and a half, not mine. Which is a special program. But those of you who want to continue listening to this program, there's many platforms in which you can hear us. On the Mark Levin app, the iHeart app, you can hear us streaming on uh, MarkLevinShow.com. You can hear us on satellite radio, or you can go online and tap into a number of other of our affiliates all over the country uh, that stream the program too. So just give you a heads up, our guest. After the bottom of the hour is going to be Deborah Burlingame. She's a good friend of mine. You heard that horrific uh, transmission um, with her brother, Chick Burlingame, who was the pilot of American Airlines Flight 77. And she is a brilliant woman. She is a patriot. And I want to talk to her not only about what happened 20 years ago, but what she thinks about what's happening in the country right now. So those of you who can, stick with us. Those of you who want to go to an alternative platform, now is the time to do it. Those of you who want to stay at WABC, you can. All across America, I'll be right back.
0: Mark LePin, the thunder on the right. Call him now. Eight seven seven three eight one
1: three eight one one. Deborah Burley, game. I won't ask you how you are. I. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, we miss you here, and um, I hope you and your family are holding up okay. And Deborah, what, did I, what reason I wanted to have you on the program because I think you're unique in many ways. Uh, you really do follow American politics. You follow uh, an awful lot of issues in this country. And um, you know, you and your family experienced the horrors of 9/11. Your brother was the pilot of American Airlines 77. And whenever I listen to that uh, to that audio, it really it it, it really is uh, it, it's uh, well it shakes you. And so I want to ask you about tomorrow, and I also want to ask you about what's happened in the last 30 days, if you don't mind.
3: Well, uh, thank you for, first of all, inviting me on the show, Mark, and um, for providing me with the stuff I need to hear. Because in these days, you need to, I mean, it's, you need to be reminded. We need to be reminded of who we are and where we came from and the greatness of this country. Um, so thank you. And, Yes, that uh, cockpit voice tape is a pretty pretty rough. And in answer to your question, in the last thirty days, my husband and I have been um, doing what a lot of people are doing: we're trying to escape New York. We live in um, the Hudson River Valley Valley in New York, and um, we we see the direction of that state, many other uh, very blue states, to be not good. We want to. Protect ourselves. So, like, we're looking. Right. That's what we've been doing. So it's been very um, stressful, um, to say the least. But then, in the middle of it all, along comes the 20th anniversary, and we've had to just sort of stop what we were doing and pay attention to that. And so here I am. That's the short answer.
1: <laughs> As you've been witnessing, what's taken place in Afghanistan the decisions by uh, Biden and his military and civilian staff. You saw the death of these 13 young, precious Americans. You see the horror as well that is uh, encircling many of our allies in Afghanistan, patriots who fought alongside us. Uh, American citizens are left behind. Your brother was a military veteran, what do you think he'd be yeah. thinking about all this?
3: I know what he'd be thinking about it. He would be enraged, absolutely enraged. I mean, this is a guy. I remember getting a letter from him when he was um, uh, he was at sea when he was on the USS Saratoga, um, you know, flying F fours onto that carrier deck and rolling seas, and sometimes in the middle of the night. Um, the Carter administration had cut back on military spending, and, you know, when those planes hit the decks hard, stuff falls off, things break, and they weren't getting the um, um, spare part replacements. So uh, pilot proficiency was plummeting. You can't fly pilots off, you know, catapult them off decks and have them do trap landings with the, with the pitching deck. Um, you, can't, you can't have pilots doing that once every two weeks. It's a scary thing to do, and even the best pilots can can become unnerved um, if their proficiency isn't up. They have to be doing sorties often, and Chick wrote me a letter complaining about this. Now, that's nothing compared to what our troops um, faced in the last month as Biden recklessly did this exit. And I have to tell you, I cannot imagine. I know... I know Gold Star families personally, I cannot imagine getting the notice in the middle of the night that my Marine son or my Navy corpsman daughter um, uh, was killed in a, in a bomb, an absolutely foreseeable, preventable suicide bombing as these people are teaming outside the Kabul airport, knowing that my commander-in-chief, my, my sons or my daughter's commander-in-chief, not only foresaw it, too, but let it happen. Let it happen. He, he abandoned his troops. Um, he abandoned the people that, for whom he is entrusted to care for. He, 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 he violated his own oath by, by putting them, entrusting in, in them with, remember what he, that they said, he trusts about Taliban. He actually uttered those words, I trust them because it's in their interest to do the right thing, to cooperate. And, of course, that's just absolute bull, um, uh, the, <laughs> that they define the right thing the same way as he does. But my brother would, I, I guarantee you, would be beside himself, absolutely beside himself. And I know, because I've heard from some of his friends, I've heard from um, retired um, military people who, whose names I could Tell you, and you would recognize them. They're known. Um, and um, this is a this is a real calamity for this country to have to see this in, if, from a president dealing with our troops this way. And you know that the, the the enemy. You know, it was said twenty years ago. They knew us better than we knew them. They still know us better than than we know them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and that's a sad statement. That's a sad statement. Don't
1: don't you think though half the country does know who they are? And the other half have issues whatever they are. And they I think yeah, and they have a yeah. president who they support who has to be the most preposterous individual to ever serve as president of the United States. Go right ahead.
3: I, I, I agree with you with that, um, about that, about um, this president. But I think, and I think it's true that the president, uh, the, the, half of the country, I think they do understand the the evil and, and dangerous nature of, of these terrorists, that the, the Taliban are terrorists. Um, they may not be pl- as closely watching as, as some. They may not be um, as, uh, as familiar with the Haqqani network. And, um, they may not understand the details of the last 20 years regarding this, but I think they, they clearly know. They've seen enough. I mean, we saw the pictures 20 years ago of the Taliban um, shooting women in the head. Li- remember, lining them up on their knees in the soccer stadium and shooting them in the head. Um, or or presiding over um, beheadings, whippings, um, making um, a a husband or a a father uh, throw the first rock in stoning his daughter to death, Um, they're familiar with that. Um, But I think, I don't think they, uh, they they may not fully understand what motivates the Taliban to doing what they're doing. They may not understand, Mark, that this isn't about um, controlling a, a territory because they're interested in, um, in, in some kind of territorial um, Islamic state. Their orders are from the Quran, okay? Their orders come from the Quran as they interpret it. Um, a 7th century um, interpretation uh, of, the, uh, of the Quranic uh, order to spread the UMA all over the world. You know, when the argument was going on about Gitmo and whether they should let them go, bring the United States for federal trials, um, I, I was looking up the combat status review tr- um, statements that were being done in the field on each one of these guys, each one of these people that were bringing into to get Guantanamo. And what was really interesting to me is that many of them were veterans of other um, wars. Many of them fought in, in Kosovo. They came from Kuwait, from Saudi Arabia, from every Arab country in the Middle East. Why were they doing this? Why were they streaming to, to um, Afghanistan uh, when they were fighting the Russians? It was a holy war for them. This isn't about territory. And if Americans think that they are going to be safe, that they can be contained to, to Afghanistan, they need to research this. They, 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 they launched attacks after New York in, in, in uh, Madrid, the 2003 London bombing, or Madrid bombing. They, they attacked innocent civilians going to work on those trains. The London bombing was the same thing in 2005, buses and subways. Hmm. Why do they do that? They don't have an interest in, in uh, England or, or Spain. Um, this is about the, uh, the order uh, what they believe is, is Allah's order to go and get the infidel and kill them wherever they are and spread the ummah. It, that's what it's about. And I get called an Islamophobe for that. But let me let me respond. Uh, Muslim people who 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 live under a uh, under a kind of Sharia which is about dress, it's about food, it's about um, the kindness of treatments of the stranger. Um, a, 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 a soft sort of uh, Sharia at that other end of the spectrum, and you can talk to Zudi Jadr, He knows uh, uh, Zudi He knows Jasser. He knows a lot more about this than me. Um, th- those people, those Muslims, and we're seeing it now in Afghanistan. Those are the people who suffer more under these Islamic extremis, extremists than anyone on earth. Uh,
2: uh-huh.
3: And if you don't, uh, and if you think I'm an is- Islamophobe. Uh, if anyone accuses me of that, I, I, I would say that I probably care more about those people than the people who are calling me that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: our enemy, they're, they're the people who are giving them material support, care, these other organizations, these Muslim Brotherhood organizations, they concocted this term to put us on our heels so that we can't talk about this with the American people in public, publicly. Um, that's why they did this. That's why they use that propaganda, and they were successful in it. Uh, Under the Obama administration, the Muslim Brotherhood and Care and all those uh, grievance organizations um, uh, successfully—that successfully resulted in the clearing out of the DOD of anyone who had this view that I'm describing. Mm -hmm. That is that this is a holy war. They they were cleaned out. They've sent these Islamists into our U.S. prisons to convert prisoners. I got on a WAMI site, the World Organization of Muslim Youth. Uh, I, I, I snuck into one of their their forums, and they were, they were saying, we can't wait till every American is in prison. We have to, we have to, we have to go beyond the prison system. This is about enlarging the Ummah.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And, and the, the, those Muslims who don't want to live this way, they try and escape to Western countries. They come here. They want to live normal lives. I can't even tell you, Mark, about how many Muslim immigrants I've talked to who complain about this. I asked a Syrian man who's been here three years, how do you like America? I love it here. He said Americans, they don't know how much freedom they have. I, I talked to an Egyptian man. He's been here 25 years. He, he said, I tell my children, get in, go into the mosque. Do not listen to the imam and get, pray and get out. He said every mosque in Queens has a, has a, radical, has a radical imam. Uh-huh.
1: Well, Deborah, I think uh, everything you say is so sensible. Uh, and if we had a legitimate media, and we didn't have these hit squads with these websites funded by dark money and the hard left, more of this information would get out to the American people. We didn't have these teacher unions that are bought and paid for by the hard left and we didn't have these tenured marks as professors, I think this country be in bar, far, far better shape. I want, I, be you, I, I want to thank you, and I want to thank you, and I want to bless you and your, your, your family. God bless you all, and, uh, and thank you for being out there. You're a great patriot.
3: Mark, may I just say one last thing very yeah. quickly? I want our troops, I want our vets, our combat vets, to know that the 9-11 families love them and are outraged on their behalf. And we will, not, we will not stand down in this fight to stop this from happening. And we are greatly appreciative to those combat vets who put themselves back in harm's way to get these people out of Afghanistan. God bless them
1: all. Amen, and you're quite right. All right, take care, my friend. We'll be right back. Much in. a lot going on in the country today so we're going to move on to various other aspects before the program ends now since i just popped the darn computer all right mr producer i'm going to try and pull up the call screen but in the meantime anybody you recommend go right ahead quickly jeb on the great wabc uh in new jersey how are you
0: Mark, thank you for taking my call.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just
0: wanted to express my sentiment about this day as I was down at the cleanup site on the day after 9 11, uh, as well as with my brother who gave me, gifted me your book for my birthday, and it's probably the best gift I've received in my 69 years on this planet.
1: Wow. I now, really- by the way, <laughs> I don't want anyone out there to think you and I spoke and I'm hawking my butt. That's not what's happening here. But I want to thank you very much, sir. That's very kind of you. So what do you make of what's going on today, Jeb?
0: I, I just, it's, we're, we're circling the drain, uh, Mark. It's, it's, it's just unbelievable how I can't understand how ignorant people could be to see what's going on right in front of their face and deny it. Uh-huh. It's it's unbelievable. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, and what's really unbelievable is these people want to drag the rest of us down with them. Uh, they insist that all of us commit Harry carry together, and we're just going to have to keep resisting this. Jeb, I want to thank you. Don't hang up. We'll get you a signed copy of American Marxism. Al, Nashville XM Satellite. Quickly, Al, go right ahead, please. Hi, Mr.
2: Levin. It's a pleasure to talk to you.
1: Thank you. And an honor. Thank Um, you.
2: I just want to let you know, I used to be a Muslim. I came from Iran. Uh And it saddened me to see this, what's happening in this country and what power this country has given to these mullahs and radical Islamic countries. America needs to wake up This
1: is not a joke. Al, you're 100% right. Please don't hang up. We want to send you a signed book. And as Deborah Burlingame said, and I've said it many, many times, the people who suffer most under these regimes are other Muslims. It's really appalling. I'll be right back.
0: He's here. He's here.
1: This Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin on the Fox News Channel, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't watch it live, I hope you'll DVR it. I know football's coming in, but you can always DVR it. I try to make these shows as compelling and important and relevant as possible. We're going to have Larry Elder on just a couple days before the in-person voting in California. Very, very important. And John Ratcliffe, the former director of national intelligence, where we're going to go over not just Afghanistan... And he's also a former congressman, what the Democrats plan to do to this country. He has things to say about Joe Biden that are really, really important. And this man had access to all the intelligence information. And one of the things he says is, I saw all the information. Joe Biden's a liar. So I hope you'll watch Sunday's show, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't watch it live, please go ahead and DVR it. I want to play a couple of sound bites for Anthony Fauci on CNN yesterday. Now, Anthony Fauci should no longer be in his position. He should be hiring a defense lawyer, at least for an investigation, if the Department of Justice had any credibility and integrity. It does not. It's busy trying to force Texas to abort as many babies as possible, while also claiming that it is uh, uh, in favor of uh, vaccinating everybody and mandating that. Here's Anthony Fauci on CNN yesterday. Cut seven, go. There was a study that came out of Israel about natural immunity. And basically the headline was that natural immunity provides a lot of protection, even better than the vaccines alone. Um, how, what, do, what are people to make of that? So, so as we talk about vaccine mandates, there are, I get calls all the time. People say, I've already had COVID. I'm protected. And now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case? All right, let's stop there. I've been saying this over and over now. And I've been underscoring it in the last 48 hours. And certainly since uh, Biden spoke. Which is, unvaccinated include people who have natural immunity because they got COVID. And that's tens of millions of people. So how many of the so-called 80 million? Or how many of the 30% who they say are not vaccinated have natural immunity? Now, this is a figure they will not provide us with. This is a figure that, that apparently is unknown or is being covered up, one or the other. And Biden never brings it up, neither does Fauci. Now, what does Fauci say about this? It's a straight-up question. You'd think there'd be an easy answer. Go. You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. That's something that we're going to have to discuss regarding the durability of the response. The one thing the paper from Israel didn't tell you is whether or not as high as the protection is with natural infection, what's the durability compared to the durability of a vaccine? Okay, this is, this is bureaucratic red tape talk. What's the durability of the infection of the uh, uh, compared to the durability of a vaccine? How would Israel possibly know that? How would anybody know that yet? Since it hasn't played out its course. Nobody knows that. The question wasn't about durability. The question was right now, here. Because nobody knows the durability of the vaccine. There have been some serious questions. That's why they're talking about boosters. Moreover, when it comes to Israel, that question doesn't even matter. They're boostering people like hell over there. So Sanjay Gupta apparently wasn't informed enough to respond. But that's a Fauci tap dance. But Fauci does not know if people who have had the virus and are naturally immune should be vaccinated or not. The truth is he does know because the science tells him. He's not following the science, which is why he couldn't answer that question. He didn't want to step out of line with respect to Biden and his administration because he knows what I know and now you know that that 30% of people who haven't been vaccinated, 80 million they tell us, the unvaccinated are causing the pandemic, the unvaccinated are causing causing the hospitalizations, the unvaccinated are causing the deaths. This is a flat-out lie, because we don't know what percentage of that 30% is immune. Now, as a practical matter, This president uses these federal agencies in a way they were never set up to be used, and without a statutory basis, he just goes to them, insists that they issue regulations, whether it's the CDC and landlord-tenant law, whether it's gun control coming out of the CDC, or now OSHA, OSHA, OSHA has statutory authority to make all these decisions respecting your health, All these decisions, respecting personnel decisions? No, it doesn't. It certainly does not. But Biden plays the game. He'll let the law catch up with him. He's the closest thing to a dictator we've ever had in this country, bar any other president. And the media love it, and they love him, because he's willing to impose their will and his will on us. OSHA does not have the authority to insist that companies fire their employees or fine their employees, private companies, with 100 or more employees, if they don't get vaccinated or tested every week. That should concern everybody, but it doesn't, because the Democrat Party and the media have gone totalitarian. And when a president says, this isn't about liberty, that's what all the tyrants say. Nothing's ever about liberty. You can support vaccinations, as I do, and oppose tyranny, as I do. And I'm following the science. And I'm following the Constitution. And I read your piece from History.com last night. Like the government is angelic. You have nothing to fear from your government. What are you, conspiracy nut? You had the original decision in the early 1900s where the court ruled and created a reasonableness test when it came to vaccinations. A reasonableness test. That same court approximately 20 years later said that the government had the power to sterilize women, who I think it said are imbeciles. They had the power to sterilize women against the will, forcibly. And they did. About 60,000 women. But this isn't about freedom, ladies and gentlemen. And we recently had the court, and Gorsuch wrote the opinion, pulling back some of these governors who were shutting down churches and synagogues and so forth, while they would allow secular gatherings, like at abortion clinics and so forth, they were preventing religious gatherings. They also did this in New York City with the Orthodox Jews and so forth. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, riot all you want, burn all you want, loot all you want. Orthodox Jews want to meet, they want to go to a funeral or wedding, nah, send in the cops. And then on top of this, as I keep saying over and over again, and no brag, just fact was the first one to mention this, the border's wide open, people coming into this country with COVID-19 and all kinds of diseases and all kinds of, of histories. And the vaccine doesn't even apply to them. So you just heard Fauci say, I don't know if people who, who have natural immunity should be vaccinated because he knows what I know and he knows what you know. Which is, if they provide us with the data, if they have it, of the number of people who are naturally immune who've had this virus and the CDC says they believe up to 120 million people estimated in May, then the issue isn't whether... 70% of the people have been vaccinated. It's whether 70% of the people have been vaccinated and whether 10, 20, 25 more percent have natural immunity. Which means the power that they're trying to grab right now really has no basis even as an emergency. Even putting aside the rule of law and the Constitution and so forth. I say this as a rational person. Who believes in science and medicine, and also believes in the rule of law and individual liberty? It's really appalling. Now, in addition to him, Peter Ducey, I'm a fan of Peter Ducey and his father Steve Ducey. It's wonderful. I said behind this microphone yesterday or the day before. When will Pasaki be confronted with this vaccine? issue respecting illegal aliens while they're pressing the case for vaccinating citizens and peter Ducey did exactly that cut 10 go why is it that you're trying to require anybody with a job
0: or anybody who goes to school to get the covid 19 vaccine but you are not requiring that of migrants that continue walking across the southern border into the country
3: well, look, our objective is to get as many people vaccinated across the country as humanly possible. And so the president's announcement yesterday was an effort to empower businesses, to give businesses the tools to protect their workforces. That's exactly what we did. But certainly we want everybody to get vaccinated and more people are vaccinated, whether they are migrants or whether they are workers Protects more people in the United States. But it's a
0: requirement for people at a business with more than 100 people. It is not a requirement
1: for migrants at the southern border. Why?
3: That's correct.
1: Why? And the answer is that's correct. That's correct. She moves on to the next question. Because she can't answer that question. That question is not posed on CNN. CNN. Or MSNBC. That question is not posed by the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost. That question is not posed by NBC, CBS, or ABC, the Today Show, Good Morning America, or any of the other quasi cooking shows on in the morning. No, it's not asked because it exposes a problem. And when these governors go to court and others go to court, they need to point these facts out. It's an emergency. Well, then why isn't there a universal application just based on what they're saying? How can it apply to American citizens but not to illegal aliens? More. How can it apply to businesses that hire over 100 people but not businesses that hire less than 100 people? More. Where is the historic legislative legal authority for OSHA through the Labor Department to be issuing regulations? to determine medical decisions, to determine employment decisions, to determine business decisions of this sort. There is no basis. What about separation of powers? A constitutional question. That is, there is no statutory authority for this. Biden doesn't go to Congress and ask for a vote because he won't get it. So he just does it on his own. Dictator. Dictator. And, of course, the consequences to the private sector are devastating. They're already having trouble hiring people and keeping people. They've got a thousand mandates placed upon them, and the Democrats intend to place a thousand more and take their money at the same time with this bill that they're proposing. They want to hand out more freebies and more checks, making it ever more difficult to get people to actually go to work. And now they're saying... To the employer, you are going to do our bidding. You are going to become part of the government's iron fist. We did it to Big Tech, and now we're going to do it to you. Every single employer in the nation. Private sector. With a hundred or more employees, you will now be an appendage of the Biden administration, and you will do what you are told, or you will be hugely fined. But don't talk about freedoms, ladies and gentlemen don't talk about that because the government never abuses power the government always abuses power always I'll be right back
0: Mark Lovin
1: remember those drone attacks right after our 13 heroes were slaughtered the Bali airport. Scores of Afghans died. Remember all that? Well, it's now being reported as U.S. airstrike in Kabul against a supposed Islamic State bomber actually killed an innocent man who worked for a USA group and his family. According to newly published testimony and footage, raising the specter, the Pentagon lied to the public about the strike. Now, Mr. Producer, who raised serious questions about this? said, How come we don't know the name of the person they killed? Because I can read liars and cover-up artists and censors. If they had hit what they wanted to hit, they would have told us. The report? Mistaken identity also further TARS President Biden for his chaotic pull of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Zamari Ahmadi and nine members of his family, including seven children, were killed in the airstrike on August 29, one day before the final U.S. evacuation flights from Kabul, his brother told the New York Times. He was the apparent target of the strike, worked for 14 years as a technical engineer in Afghanistan for the Pasadena, California-based charity group Nutrition and Education International. Now, Biden has obviously known this for many days. Obviously, the Biden administration has known this for many days. Obviously, the Secretary of State and Defense and General Milley have known this for many days. They killed an American supporting Afghan and his family. That's why they wouldn't give us the name. When I got behind this microphone and said, I'm a skeptic, I'm a cynic. Who did they kill? It happened so fast. We don't have eyes and ears there anymore. How did they know who to hit? Well, they didn't. And then they praised themselves, and the media. Our damn totalitarian media. All in. So they wipe out this guy and his family, who's one of us. And they'd been silent about it. And it was obviously leaked to the New York Times. They'd been silent about it. Unbelievable. And why? Because they wanted you to believe they weren't going to put up with what the enemy did. You know, the Taliban are businesslike, you got it? They weren't going to put up with it. So they droned a guy and his family who is working with us and a charity in the United States in Pasadena, California. I'll be right back.
0: The new American Revolution
1: starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. There's no great time on a day like this to say it, but I hope you will acquire copies of American Marxism. The message is crucially important. The activism is crucially important. You see what's going on around us. Is there really a more important book out there right now? No brag, just fact. I really don't think so. This book wasn't written about me. It wasn't written about one subject. It's written about what's swirling around us. And when I wrote this book, I had exactly you and this audience in mind. We get very little support uh, from certain elements of the conservative movement uh, who pretend it doesn't exist, shockingly, because it's been number one for two months in a row, almost a million copies sold. From the mainstream media, we get no support whatsoever. They don't even want to engage in a debate. Instead, we get a few cheap shots from the radicals with their little platforms. So it's going to be up to you to acquire your copies and spread the words. It's still in every major retail store as you can imagine, and it's at an Amazon.com. You just click on Get In and Get Out. It's that simple. And if you have friends and colleagues and others who you think ought to read it, people going off to college and so forth, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. Things are going to get worse before they get better. But they've got to get better, and that's going to be up to us. It's going to be up to you and me as individuals and together. American Marxism is my best effort. We don't have Thomas Paine today. We don't have Common Sense and American Crisis pamphlets. But we do have other things. And we have American Marxism, which I'm hoping will be treated the same way. So if you get an opportunity, I hope you'll jump in. And help us out. I'm looking at the list on the Amazon list right now. There's a book coming out on October 5th. I'll take your questions now. What I saw at the Trump White House by Stephanie Grisham. This woman has sold her soul. And whatever character she had for a buck. In order to dump on the Trumps. She's embraced by them. She's brought into their inner circle. She's brought into their family and so forth, and this is the payment they get. You never see this with Obama. You never see this with, uh, with Biden, with Al Gore. You never see any of this. But with Trump, this is like the 10th book, and they're going to push it hard. There's also other books out there. You take a look, top 10, top 20 books out there, people who are, are trying to grab your attention. I just hope you'll keep at it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've acquired your copy and you're in your position to help, we need to push out more copies to as many people as possible. And I want to thank you personally, because you're great patriots. Now, before I continue with this article, I want to underscore it. And notice the information comes out on Friday. That's when they want to cover up information. It comes out Friday before the Saturday, which is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. But I'm here to catch it. I want to get into this a little bit, and that relates to uh, this piece that was in the New York Times and repeated in the New York Post. Biden droned the wrong guy. Innocent and worker killed, excuse me, innocent aid worker killed in Kabul. A U.S. airstrike in Kabul against a supposed Islamic State bomber actually killed an innocent man who worked for the United States aid group and his family. According to newly released testimony and footage, raising the specter that the Pentagon lied to the public about the strike. Now you know damn well that the Pentagon and the the White House have known about this for days. The reported case of mistaken identity also further Tars President Biden for his chaotic pullout of U.S. troops from Afghanistan, which left hundreds of U.S. citizens and thousands of at-risk Afghans. Zamari Ahmadi and nine members of his family, including seven children were killed in the airstrike on August 29, one day before the final U.S. evacuation flights from Kabul, his brother Ramal Ahmadi told the New York Times. Ahmadi, who was the apparent target of the strike, worked for 14 years as a technical engineer in Afghanistan for the Pasadena, California-based charity group Nutrition and Education International, which feeds hungry Afghans. The A-group had applied for him to move to the U.S. as a refugee, New security footage from his workplace shows Amadi, whose neighborhood had unreliable water service, filling containers with water his employer's office at 2.35 p.m. shortly before he returned home. Fire-damaged containers consistent with the water canisters were photographed by the Times. He and colleagues who had driven to work also were carrying laptop computers that day, according to security footage, possibly explaining the military's claim that the targeted Toyota Corolla contained Carefully wrapped packages. Are you kidding me? How many of you drive around with laptop computers or somebody in your car? The Times disputed the Pentagon's claim that the secondary explosions demonstrated that the explosive materials were ignited by the U.S. Reaper drone's Hellfire missile. So they had a whole cover-up story. That there was a second explosion, which there wasn't. The aging walls near Amadi's car were not toppled by the airstrike. Or by any subsequent explosions. Three weapons experts told The Times there was no evidence of a secondary explosion because there were no blown out walls or destroyed vegetation near the burned out building. A small crater under a car was consistent with a Hellfire missile, the experts said. The Pentagon initially presented the airstrike as a successful mission to prevent another bombing of the Kabul airport after 13 U.S. service members and at least 169 Afghans died. Procedures were correctly followed, and it was a righteous strike, said General Mark. This guy's ass should have been fired a long time ago. We got better generals than this guy. Captain Bill Urban, spokesman for the U.S. Central Command, said U.S. military forces conducted a self-defense airstrike today on a vehicle in Kabul, eliminating an imminent ISIS-K threat to the airport. We're confident we successfully hit the target. The military had been given broad leeway to attack suspected terrorists without presidential approval. Now, what was going on here? And by the way, Biden spoke approvingly of U.S. strikes in Afghanistan on August 31 in his speech. He said, we struck ISIS-K remote. See, this is all about marketing. It's all about a narrative. It's all about presentation. So they wanted to do a strike, and they wanted you to think that they hit the people who hit us. And they hit another one of our people. Now, I want you to think about this. 13 of our service members murdered. This man and his family, nine of them killed. That's 22. 22 Americans killed in the last 24 hours of our surrender at Pullout. Not 22 Taliban, not 22 ISIS, not 22 Al Qaeda. Twenty-two Americans. And none of this had to happen. Eighteen months prior, not a single American was killed. Not a single American soldier was killed. On the way out, 22 Americans are killed. Because of the incompetence of this president, his secretary of defense, and his generals. Now, why did this have to be leaked to the New York Times to give us the information? Why didn't Biden give us this information? Or the Secretary of Defense, or the Secretary of State, or the National Security Advisor. Why didn't Pesaki give us this information? Instead, it has to be given to the media? That's why we don't trust Joe Biden. That and a thousand other reasons. With our lives, with our wealth, with our health. He's a liar. And when he's not a liar, he's a buffoon. What do you have to say about that? CNN and MSNBC? Never Trumpers? All a bunch of dumbasses, to be perfectly honest with you. I'd say more, but I'd be thrown off the air. I'll be right back. Much love in. Mr. Producer, like our last few minutes of the program, ladies and gentlemen, I am very honored to be behind this microphone with you. I am very honored to have you in the audience. I know there's a thousand other things you can be doing. It's the worst hours in talk radio, but it doesn't matter. You have made it something very, very important. And I think that the things that we discuss here are very important, too. Look, we try to have fun. We try to entertain each other. But on days like this, it's an impossibility. It would be almost ridiculous. I do hope you'll check out the Sunday show. There's a lot of important things that are going to be said there. We have Larry Elder, who's in a very, very important race, and the racism that has been unleashed on this man by the media, by Hollywood, by Newsom and his cronies, and the fact that other people of color, like Obama and Harris, have not even come to his defense or condemn the the hate crimes that were committed against him, both under state and federal law, is really disgusting. It's appalling. And I talk about this somewhat on Sunday, too, so I hope you'll catch that. And, of course, he's up against the Leviathan, the overpaid, massive teacher unions with incredible resources, Hollywood that's pouring millions and millions into the Newsom campaign, Soros and his ilk. You've got Obama releasing a video, not a video of, I'm sorry that I let those terrorists out of Guantanamo. No, 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 he wants you to vote for Newsom. You've got white supremacists, that's what I call them, if that's what they're going to call us, like B.S. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, one of the dummies in the uh, United States Senate, issuing statements and telling us, Larry Elder, he wants to destroy everything you believe in In other words, they don't want to run against what Larry Elder has to say. And what he believes, they want to create a character turn, a narrative, which is exactly what they do. They're disgusting. They're disgusting. And then we have John Radcliffe on, a man who saw all the intelligence, all the evidence of what these terrorists are up to and what was going on in Afghanistan. And he makes two incredible statements. And you'll see the entire interview, please. One statement he makes is, the greatest national security threat I used to think was China. Now I believe it's Joe Biden. Now that is a very, very important statement, a remarkable statement from the former head of national intelligence. Remarkable statement. And a correct one. So you'll see those discussions as well as my monologue. If you can't watch it live at 8 p.m. Eastern time, please DVR the program. Check it out. And again... American Marxism is sitting there waiting for you to grab a copy and to read it. You've heard people call this program, no prompting from me. And I'm looking now, we have over 12,000 comments and five stars on Amazon. If the book wasn't any good, none of this would be happening. It's because of you folks. And we need more and more of you to join us. We need to show the entire world we're not rolling over. And we're not. And then, of course, I will not be here tomorrow for the 20th anniversary on 9-11 but we honor everybody involved we tried to do our best today I'll see you this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Please don't miss it. DVR it if you can't see it. God bless each and every one of you who have suffered through 9-11 and subsequent years. We salute you all, our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, my precious Barney. And Indy, we pray for you. Good night, Dad, good night, Mom, and good night, Leo. Thank you all. God bless and take care.